This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We understand that some of our opinions will not be shared with many people and hope you can still bear with us in order to hear amazing Wisconsin-based stories. We are not licensed therapists or able to give legal advice by any means. Our show notes will provide all of our source materials included for each episode. Now Now on on to to the the show. Welcome back to All the Sins of Wisconsin. I'm Fallon and I am here with Mims. How are you today? I'm good. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Yeah. Um, Got anything you want to talk about today before we start? We always got something to tell you guys. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm going to jump right on in. Okay, let's do it. So we, it was very sweet. A fellow Wisconsin podcast duo like us reached out to us after a Google search, which was really fucking cool. I was like, hey Yeah, one of our stories came up on a Google search. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> right. Um, the hosts of the Strange Sessions, uh, a paranormal mystery true crime podcast, had some very lovely words for us, um, basically just encouraging us to continue and that they, I don't know if he said he listened, but... They said they were going to check it out and oh, he... Yeah. I think he said he loved what he heard so far, oh, so I think he did right. listen right. and offered to help out if we needed anything, that which was I awesome. thought was so sweet. Mm-hmm. Instead of seeing us as competition, he was like, yeah, hey, if you need us, we're here. Yeah, that is actually a really good point. That's awesome that he reached out. Yeah. And um, so this is our shout out for the Strange Sessions podcast. Go check them out. Give them a listen. Yeah. Um, I got another thing. So we've been getting a lot of requests for us to cover the Connie Bolter case. Mm, I've been seeing that Mm -hmm. on the news and the police departments like going at it again. So that kind of has not really, it's not me personally, but my husband has like specific ties to that family. Okay. I am interested in covering it. I... I want like more time though right so that's on the docket for me and i know that people have been reaching out about the high cliff uh state park remains that were found too mm-hmm. um that's also on the docket we just wanted to let you know that we've heard you yeah we're gonna do it yeah because it sounds like they've tentatively identified the person as darky swanson but mm-hmm. they're waiting on dna so we don't want to go forward and give you guys information yeah. that could be wrong. We want to make sure we're sharing true facts yeah. with you guys. Yeah, and just have like the whole story, the yeah. whole picture before. And we don't want to half-ass it. So I want to sit on it for a minute and just have everything in front of us that makes sense. And Yeah, yeah, I've gotten some requests for that one too. So I looked at it a little bit and mm-hmm. I saw Starkey Swenson died in 1983. And John Andrews was charged for his murder 
and then eventually convicted for homicide by negligent use of a motor vehicle and only served two years in prison. Mm, so that is crazy. Yeah, Fox News had reached out to his defense attorney and, like, a juror that had served on the case, and they hadn't heard anything about it yet, I'm guessing, because he hasn't been identified. So we don't really know okay. what the information is. Yeah. It's all speculation at this point. Yeah, and, and we want facts. Yeah, we're not in the business of speculation. No, we're in the business of facts and yes. facts-giving, so... yes. When we share our opinions, you'll definitely know they're our opinions. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's it for my news. Do you have anything? Well, Kyle Rittenhouse was just acquitted of all of his charges. That's so So we're recording on Friday, if you guys didn't guess that by that mm-hmm. <laughs> piece of business. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised, but I'm still highly disappointed. Yeah, I'm with you. I've been trying to basically shield my eyes and my ears from this but yeah this really sucks it was just it was such a joke of a case the way it was handled by Mm. the prosecutor the defense the judge everyone yeah the media yeah basically everyone i just don't understand how like he did it like there is no ifs ands or buts about him murdering people shooting people and the fact that they're saying that he went and assisted the police during the riot is just ludicrous because why would you need additional help from a 17 year old from a different state like that doesn't that make- shouldn't even have a gun and why didn't have, the police yeah. ever ask him why do you have a gun yeah young man you're exactly. a child and yeah. you're walking around with an ar yeah. for what for what reason do you bring a gun across state lines for to use it? I mean, anytime yeah. that you pull out a gun, you it's known that you are if you're pointing it, you're intending to use it. For sure. So that's no joke. It's one of the first things about gun safety. Mm-hmm. Another thing is don't put your finger on the trigger when you're not about to shoot like the prosecutor did while he was demonstrating to the jury. That was... Did you see see that picture? I did see that picture. I was like, ooh. So I showed my 12-year-old daughter. I was like, what do you see wrong with this picture? She said, why is his finger on the trigger? Wow. My 12-year-old daughter. She instantly knew. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. That is not okay. No. And uh, even if it's not loaded, that's not okay, right? Because you just never know. No, you'd never. You can th- think it's not loaded, but mm-hmm. something could have gotten jammed in there. Maybe somebody anything. had it after you, and then exactly. they loaded it. Like it doesn't matter. It's a weapon, a fatal weapon. So mm-hmm. just don't fuck around with that. Yeah. And then uh, the McMichael Bryan trial is still ongoing. The defense rested on Thursday, so the jury might have the case next week. Okay. Um, after that, defense attorney said he didn't want any more black pastors in the courtroom. He did that again this week. Fuck he's, you. He's so insane. Yeah. So hundreds of pastors were outside supporting. Really? And it was so beautiful. I yes. love that. I love that. They're like, okay, you and don't want judge, us inside? And the judge pretty much told him when he brought it up this week, like, I already ruled on this, and I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, why do you I keep don't know what's wrong with things? you. Yeah. Yeah, that was basically, he was like, yeah, I don't know what this is, but it's oh not okay. I love that reaction. <laughs> right. Sir, I watched the do you video like help? four times. Because like, <laughs> after watching the Rittenhouse trial and like just the shoddy yeah. judge. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, this is a judge that I like. Right. Because he's fair and reasonable, like how a judge should be, yeah, not like holding say. hands with the no, yeah, please. person on trial. Yeah. You're supposed to be the representative of justice. Yeah, you're supposed to be neutral. Like yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's all that I've got for now. Oh, okay. there okay. was a shooting in Green Bay. Did you see that? I did. Yep. That's tragic. People need to stop using weapons to solve their problems. Yeah, it never does. You're just creating more problems. And stop fighting. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm a fighter, but I don't go around... <laughs> I don't okay. go around with a with a weapon like a an insane lunatic. Yeah. Would you fight over a social media post? Oh no, I don't care. I don't yeah. give a shit. Right. No, I Same. I didn't have social media for like two months. I clearly do not care. Right, exactly. That's what I said too. Like I'll fight if I need to. You're right, you're right. Somebody but, pulls on But ooh. if somebody calls me a hoe on Facebook, I'm not gonna be like, I'm gonna beat your ass. I'll be like, oh, I literally that's be cute. like Yeah, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> that's the best you got. Okay, real original. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what started their argument, but I'm just like Oh yeah, I would just, not give a shit. It's it wasn't anything serious enough to end up it never with is. somebody going to prison and somebody dying. No. It never is that serious. It's not. Just like road rage. Yeah, I have road rage. <laughs> well, I just scream at people while I drive, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're just in the car, like, popping a blood vessel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Especially at certain stoplights in Appleton that are really short and people just don't turn. Oh, there's one in Menasha that just, like, is really, really long, a red light. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, I'm going to be here for, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns green and the person in front of you is on the phone. Oh, right. <laughs> Always. Yeah. All right. Okay. Are you ready? that's all I got today. Yep. Okay. I'm ready. What you got for us today? So I didn't have a clever name for this. I am just going to name it after the person that did it. And this is the story of Tua Chang. Okay. Uh, This story hits really close to home. I went to the same high school with this guy and he was two grades or yeah, two grades younger than me. Okay. Um, so he was, I'm a 95 and he was a 97. Okay. Um, I even heard about this, like, from word of mouth when it did happen. I didn't quite know who it was, but I, I knew of the situation. So this is crazy that I, like, literally had a, a flash of memory and then this popped up. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, so, where am I? You're having your real-life hometown today. Oh, my God. That's such a good point. This is my hometown, you guys. <laughs> okay, so I honestly feel that everyone has experienced some level of stalking or harassment that has made us uncomfortable or unsafe. I just told you about, I mean, it wasn't really harassment, but my gym guy who yeah. makes me feel weird. Yeah. Um, so the key thing to remember is that if it is unwanted behavior, it is a form of harassment. Right. So I got my information from the Post Crescent, the Wisconsin Circuit Court Access, Fox 11 Online, NextShark, VictimConnect.org, and GRGBLaw.com. Um, so this is the story of Tua Chang and then the events that took place in 2016. Tua is an average, quite quiet guy. He was, uh, I really don't want to offend anybody, but he was very forgetful. Like, I could not remember his face until I seen it in, like, his mugshot. Um, And so he was an Asian-American guy that went to Appleton High School or Appleton West High School. 
Uh, he kept himself, didn't really have a big group of friends, That, from what I remember. Um, he was always flying under the radar, and then he graduated and did what normal young guys do. He developed a crush on a girl. Uh, and when I say girl, it was because she was 17 and he was 19. Okay. The criminal complaint did not include the girl's name, and I don't want to dig for it either. I mean, I could have found out, but I'm not going to. So we're just going right. to continue calling her the girl. Okay. Uh, they had been in the same social circles. They went to the same parties. Uh, they were even friendly and developed a texting relationship. However, this was a one-sided relationship at best. Hmm. It was, um, she was definitely not interested in dating him. Tua was not giving up and not in a how I met your mother type of not giving up more as in a like Mark Wahlberg and the movie fear type of way. Have you ever watched that? movie? That's like my all time favorite movie. Really? If you haven't watched it, go block off tonight, (laughs) go rent it and sit down for a, an awesome two hours of a great performance by Mark Wahlberg. And Reese Witherspoon. She's in that, too. I love her. Yeah, she's great. He would unexpectedly drop off items for her at school and at home and at work. And I'm highly stressed about the fact that this guy could go to this girl's high school openly after he was graduated. So he was 19, still going to the high school, and, like, there wasn't any, like, stops for that. That really concerned me. That's weird, because now they have somebody, they have a desk right by the door. Was it like that when you went to school? Yeah, a a check-in. I remember that. Like, when you go in the front doors, there's a desk with a person that'll be like, what's your business here? Right, which is necessary. There's children here. Right. Now, with COVID, I don't even know if you can get in. Like, I couldn't even get in the middle school to pick my kids up when they were sick. Like, I'll send them out. Oh, yeah. I don't know how he was getting in. I don't know if he was... But it might have been because he just still looked like a student. Right. And he just walked on in. question it. He did look very, very young. Right. So the girl did not appreciate the gifts and the attention she was receiving from this guy and decided it would be best to distance herself from him. Uh, What really pushed her over the edge was when she attended the Hmong New Year celebration on October 22, and he was insistent on dancing with her. Uh, She gave in, as many of us do, because we're programmed to not be rude and think it's harmless and just basically cave under the pressure of it i I mean i have yeah because you don't want to be like oh my god she's such a bitch right exactly um so tua was inappropriately dancing with her um but did so like in a manner where it made her uncomfortable he was from what i interpreted from that was that he was touching her in places that she didn't want to be touched okay and, or he could have been just grinding on her, and obviously she didn't see him in that way, so right. it was, like, uncomfortable, very uncomfortable for her. Uh, she listened to her inner red flag warning inside and distanced herself from him completely right after that. Um, she was getting really major creep vibes from him still because he was continuing to pester her via texts and phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, she would just ignore it, and that did not sit well with Tua. He became enraged and 
he became so delusional about the idea of them being together that he started to plan their next encounter. But this time there would be no gifts, no texts, no calls, just terror. Oh, wow. The girl was finishing up her Sunday night shift at Kohl's on West Northland Avenue in, in Appleton. Um, she was walking to her car and noticed a silver Honda minivan parked right next to her vehicle. And that really freaks me out because it, it's like a pretty vacant parking lot, I would assume. It's a Sunday night. They're closing. Or yeah, it is closing closed. time. There's not a lot of cars there at all. No. So then having like a or a van just parked right next to your car. Like, there's clearly other spaces that they could have taken. All right. So, remember your car checks. Mm -hmm. uh, check around your car. Check underneath. Check your back seats. And, you know, double back if you don't feel comfortable that there is somebody parked next to you and you can, like, see them. Or maybe you don't, but you're still, like, not okay with it. Right. Go get a buddy and have them walk out with you. Because yeah. that's... Clearly, this is what... This is not going to go down. Yeah, and what's the worst that can happen if you're like, hey, can you just walk out with me? And if there's nothing there, oh, well. You're right. Yeah. Because we're always worried, like, well, what if I'm overreacting? Overreact all yeah. day. I would rather me having to walk you out than me having to hear that something terrible happened to you. And all I had to do is walk you out. Right. So he actually sat in that parking lot for four hours and only left to relieve himself. And then he would come right back. So he was like waiting and waiting for her to finish That's the shit. That's insane. Yeah. I would not have the patience for that. Me either. We're not made to be stalkers. No, I could not stalk I anybody. I would have left. And I don't. Or I would have gotten distracted in the car and not noticed them come out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely would have happened. So she got into her vehicle and then Chua, sorry, Tua emerged from his minivan and started yelling and confronting her. He was still highly upset about her rejecting him and never saying yes to him or saying yes to his advances and then now ghosting him. Uh, she was so freaked out and told him he couldn't talk or they couldn't talk because she had to go do homework and she was still being polite about it, even though she was in, like, the total face of a psycho. She's like, yeah. hey, I gotta go. I gotta do homework. I would have been like, bitch, get the fuck out of here. Seriously. The girl got into her car and started it in an attempt to get the hell out of there. But he managed to fling open the door of her vehicle, took the keys out of the ignition, and grabbed her cell phone. He then physically removed her from her own vehicle and dragged her into his van oh my god this girl was not going down without a fight though she tried to escape but she couldn't uh there was some equipment issues with the vehicle the van had a broken door which i think Tua purposely did to not let her out that could be so but she was pretty much fighting every every attempt to push her in there but he did manage to get her in there um she fought him off so much that his attempts to handcuff her to the vehicle uh, was not accomplished because she was just not giving in. So at least that was... Yeah. That was... That's what she should always just fight and fight and fight. Fight, never give up. He drove them to his family home in Appleton and parked inside of the garage. Tua then dragged her into the house all the while his family members were there. 
They did hear her screams, and one family member did go to see what was going on. The family members all realized what was going on and tried to calm her down, which is ridiculous because why would you calm her down? And then they even tried to convince her not to file a police report. Did his family think they were in a relationship? I mean, I that know. doesn't excuse it, but... Maybe they thought that, that really was his girlfriend and they were having, like, a domestic situation. Maybe he painted it that way, but, yeah. like, her, I mean, her that screams. Should, yeah, her screaming should have still... But yeah, I no. I don't know what their thought process was. I just don't I think they wanted... Imagine. I don't think that they wanted, like, bad... Like, their family to be, like, looked badly upon is what mm-hmm. my... my my thoughts are okay like they didn't want like this to be on their name like their family name yeah um but it could have been you know like they thought she was overreacting or whatever the case may be uh so luckily one of the family members had some sense and drove her back to her car that was still parked in the cole's parking lot the car ride home back to her family must have been a huge relief but so scary she was all by herself in her car, probably processing what just happened, what could have happened to her, and then what was going to happen to her when she got home. Yeah. I would honestly feel like the creep would have driven to her house still and attempt to kidnap her again. I think I would have went straight to the police department. Absolutely. I think, well, I mean, she was... a. A young girl, she probably found safety with her parents. I hope so. Yeah. So, and she probably didn't know. This isn't common. Like, you don't right. prepare for this. So, I don't think that she would have been like, I'm going to go file a police report because I know how to do that. Like, that's true. Yeah. So, but that would have, I would have been freaking out thinking, like, he didn't accomplish what he wanted to yeah. accomplish. He's going to go get me now. Right. Uh, thankfully, that didn't happen. She got to her house and her family uh, was there and her family did contact the police right away after that. That's good. So they went and arrested him and then a preliminary hearing was set for 1.30pm on November 29th in 2016 in Outagamie County. He was charged with kidnapping, false imprisonment and stalking and a 75000 cash bond was set. Uh, when he was bonded, the court ordered to it to do the following: um, contact the court within forty-eight hours of any change of address or telephone number. Tua couldn't commit any additional crimes. He couldn't directly nor indirectly threaten, harass, intimidate, or otherwise interfere with the victims or witnesses. Tua could not have any contact with the girl's place of employment her school, her residence, or have any contact with her family members. Additionally, no third party on behalf of Tua could contact the girl or her family. A letter from the court was sent to Appleton West High School as well, and I was assuming that it was containing, like, the events that occurred and that he was not to go near the school. Yeah, probably, like, a watch out for this person. Yeah. Because y'all been letting him in the school. Yeah, yeah. So the arraignment was scheduled for January 4th, 2017 at 2.30 p.m. The charges were brought against him, carried a maximum of 49 and a half years in prison. 
ultimately and unfortunately on March 31st, 2017 at 9.30 Tua pled no contest to intimidating a victim with use or attempt to force a Class G felony and stalking a Class I felony. The kidnapping felony C charge was regrettably dismissed by the court. And I just think that that was so terrible to do. She, I think the fact that he came off as like a quiet, shy person may have swayed the decision. Maybe it was his first offense, but I don't know. Do you I didn't know like who that. his attorney was? I do. I can tell you later. Okay. Um, April 4th, 2017, the girl braved the court and stood in front of her abductor and read her victim impact statement. On May 5th, 2017, after everything was said and done, the sentencing hearing was scheduled. District Attorney Carrie Schneider and Judge Mitchell Metropolis accepted his no contest plea and sentenced him to only 10 fucking months. 10 months Ten kidnapping and stalking. But wait, this might help you, Fallon. He was also given five years of probation and ordered to perform 100 hours of community service. But that's justice, right? And what was he going to do for community service? I don't know. Like, clean up Cole's parking lot while <laughs> she was working? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was... I don't know how he got away with just a slap on the wrist for... Literally grabbing a person against their will, shoving them in his vehicle, and taking them to somewhere that she was fearing of this entire time. Like, she knew something was wrong with this guy. So he's out now. Yes. In our area still? So I'll get to that. Okay. Even though the court knew that he intentionally bought the handcuffs days before the abduction. He watched the girl's activities for weeks and even fucking planned to have her in the home long term. This was all admitted in court and they made that decision. Clearly his sense of reality was not all there. Clearly he was a danger to this girl and women in general. Clearly he demonstrated he would not stop at anything and with no regard for anything to get what he wanted. Right. It's sad to know that Tua Chang got a slap on the wrist for stalking, threatening, harassing, abducting, intimidating a young girl. Yeah. That will forever be something that she has to internally deal with. And then he just gets 10 months of punishment. He currently is out of the world. And I actually think he's in Shano. Okay. Um, I'll tell you about that later. Okay. I hope nobody else finds themselves a victim of this guy and that the girl of this horrific incident is living her best life right now and feels love and safe. I hope so, too. And okay, here's my thing. If yeah. he was a first-time offender yeah. and they really believed like he just had some issues or whatever, how about some counseling? Right. How about put him in a freaking mental hospital yeah. until he gets his shit together? That's a really good point. Like, it, okay, you don't want to sentence him to the worst, but like, he's I mean, he clearly disturbed. Prison, yeah. He, I mean, he did didn't. for 10 months. That's not even a, a year. And he probably served seven to eight of that with good time. Right. Yeah. So he had no consequences for what he did that no sane person would do no he should have de- like you said definitely got treatment 
Yeah, because those are the people that go on to kill people. Exactly. Because that's stalking is generally how it starts. You think that having somebody locked in the basement because you want them to love you is okay? I can't imagine what else you think is okay. For real. Yeah, that's horrifying. So I'm going to end this with some stalking information as it may be helpful to know. Um, if you experience any of the following, please be aware that you are experiencing stalking behavior. Maintaining a constant physical or visual presence, as in the person would be doing that. Yeah. Confronting the victim like this guy did in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Attempting to contact the victim's employers, coworkers, and even showing up at the victim's place of employment, which he fucking did. Yeah. Appearing at the victim's residence or contact the victim's neighbors entering the victim's property contacting the victim by telephone or other electronic means sending unwanted written messages to the victim placing an object on the victim's property delivering an object to the member of the victim's family um have a tip so keep all evidence text threads emails so-called gifts take a picture of the person if they're in front of your residence or your school or your place of work or if they're anywhere that they're not invited and they know that they're not invited yeah um all of this would help if and when you decided to report this behavior yeah i fully support you reporting it it's not all in your head Right. And I think Wisconsin, it only has to be a couple of acts. It doesn't have Mm. to be like months of continuous behavior. Yeah. Oh, that's a couple of unwanted acts. Like after you've said, and it's important too to be like, I don't want to continue this. Yeah. Whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Even if they were your friend at one point, it's okay to say, say, like, I'm uncomfortable with this. I don't want you to contact me. They can continue contacting you after that. That's stalking. Yeah. According to Wisconsin law, that is stalking. Even if you maybe you had a romantic relationship or yep. a sexual encounter with this person, that doesn't give them the right to forcibly have make themselves part of your life. That yeah. is not th- that doesn't mean anything. Right. You allow them a certain part of your life and then you decided you don't want them in your life anymore and that's that. You don't yeah. owe anybody an explanation. That's a good point because I think a lot of people feel like, "Oh, well, we were together, so now I should still be nice to them. No. Right. No. No. You you create your circle. Nobody is allowed to force himself in your circle. Right. And I think it's good if you're in a situation like this that you tell the people around you. Like, I don't know if her family knew about it ahead of time. But right. yes. if my kids were dealing with that, I would want them to tell me, even if they're grown up. Yeah. Like No, absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. Tell me. If somebody's making you uncomfortable, they're sending you messages. If you guys don't have anyone to tell, you can tell us. Yes. So you have witnesses. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a log if you, you know, tell us about it. Yeah. Tell somebody about it. You know, mm-hmm. if you are comfortable with your neighbors, Ooh, tell your neighbors. That's like, important. Hey, this, if you see this car, can you let me know or let yes. the police know because they're not supposed to be around here. Yes. And yeah, just keep a journal because if you can Ooh. go to the police and be like. On this date. Yep. At this time. Mm-hmm. Yep exactly then that makes their job easier and they love that yeah exactly if you are feeling unsafe and need additional information or help please visit victimconnect.org we will post the link in our show notes victimconnect.org gives you information on what stalking looks like and feels like and what to do for help 
Yeah. Or contact the Victim Connect Resource Center by phone or text at one eight five five four victim. Um and do not be afraid to arm yourselves, honestly. Right. Get a gun. Yeah. Uh with proper documentation and classes. Mm-hmm. Get a taser or a knife or pepper spray. Uh, always be vigilant of your surroundings. Sticking to your personal boundaries is not a bad thing. And if somebody makes you feel bad about that, that's a red flag. And that's red flag yeah. number three. Yep. Uh, saying no to someone, declining a date, not being interested does not make you a tease or a bitch. You no. can say no. Uh, you don't need to have to succumb to anybody, and I mean nobody. Right. Lastly, my suggestion is to let everyone in your circle know, like <laughs> Fallon said, that was a really good point um, of this type of behavior, because the more that people know, the better case you could have for yourself Mm -hmm. and i really love what you said about the neighbors because they're there all the time you know they they can see the comings and goings and Mm -hmm. that that's extra support yeah so i've been stalked before oh shit and i've had my neighbors like notice when i wasn't home cars outside of my house and called the police for me Mm. so i've never been stalked but it's so scary yeah i bet oh yeah I had somebody they were coming into my house when no. I was sleeping. No, no, yeah. And stealing my panties. Ew. And leaving their t-shirts. Ew, for what? I don't know. That's disgusting. Yeah. I don't think I slept for like a year. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, good thing you're here and sleeping and yeah. not worrying anymore. Yeah. You're safe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little too crazy for that. Right. <laughs> And that is the story of Tua Chang and the stalking, abduction, intimidating that the young girl endured in 2016 in Appleton, Wisconsin. You did a great job, and it's crazy that that's right here. Somebody yes. that you knew. Yes. I bet you... I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, like, your your kids currently go... Yep. <laughs> um, to school. <laughs> So, I think everyone knows from social media, but right, yeah. Um, so that puts it in perspective for you as well, you know. Like, yeah, I'm glad I I said this to my son this morning because mm-hmm. he's a senior and mm-hmm. he has two sisters in middle school. Yeah, and I was like, you know, some parents are upset because their kids like don't tell them anything. Mm-hmm. I literally know everything that goes that. on. I know what their friends wore to school. <laughs> I know what they said. I know the tone of voice they had. I know what the teachers are doing this weekend. Oh my god! Like, I love that though. You're so when I in dropped the loop. them off, they were not get, like they got out of the car, but they were still leaning in the door talking to me. And I was like, "You guys need to go in the building." <laughs> Because they just remembered, like, 12 more stories they hadn't told me. Oh, my God. And we were together talking for, like, five hours last (laughs) night. Like, I love you guys. And I love to know all the things. But go to school. Yeah. (laughs) I love that you have that relationship. Yeah. So if they when they get weird messages, like, on TikTok or Instagram or anything, they are like, hey. Because one of the teachers at West Mm -hmm. was having a relationship with a teenager. (gasps) I know that teenager. Do you? I yeah, he's actually somebody that is dating a girl that was in my class. Mm. Yeah. So he had been my daughter's basketball coach, and he had he? kicked the <gasps> teacher. 
Oh, I'm thinking about somebody complete. Oh my god, there's more and there's so many. Oh my god. So this this specific teacher had been a middle school basketball coach, and he had mm-hmm. kicked my daughter off the team for her attitude. Oh. And then he tried to friend her on Instagram. Fuck you. And she's like, "Hey, uh, this teacher just tried to friend me on no, Instagram. No, I don't really think that's normal. That's pretty creepy." And I was like, "That's definitely creepy. Yeah. Like, block him." Yeah. Her Instagram's private anyways, but I'm like, block him, because I don't know what his deal is. And then later we found out he was having a full-blown relationship with, like, a 14-year-old. Is, okay, you said middle school, right? He was a high school teacher. I No, he was a middle school teacher. Oh, he okay. was my daughter's teacher. Okay. I, I know two separate high school teachers that I went to high school that had relationships with students, which is just so disgusting. One was a man and one was a woman. Wow. Yeah. Are they still having relationships? So one of them was a tennis coach mm-hmm. and he had, uh, I'm pretty sure, like a relationship with a girl that was like 16 or 17 mm-hmm. and had a wife and everything. Pretty sure his mugshot is with him wearing his like tennis shirt from oh, the wow. high school. Yeah, that's pretty gross. The other one was a woman who actually taught uh special ed and oh, the guy was in it. He there was he didn't have like special needs. Mm-hmm. He I think he had like anger issues or something like that, so he okay. needed to have some sort of extra support is what right. I'm thinking. Um, but they had a sexual relationship for months, and she's in prison. So gross. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Teenagers are stinky and annoying. Yeah. There's nothing attractive about a child. Absolutely not. Yuck. Yeah, so that yeah. was that was it for me. <laughs> <laughs> High no. school grossness. Seriously. So all the time. Yeah. Yuck. All right. All right. So I'm going to have a little bit lighter story this week. Yes. The news has been heavy. Yes. It's a full moon. Ooh. I don't want to do all the angry stuff. I yeah. want to do something spooky. Ooh. So my sources are Wikipedia, of course, because what would we do without Wikipedia? We love you, Wikipedia. We do. And ParanormalMilwaukee.com. They are a paranormal investigative group cool. out of Milwaukee. So I got my information from those two places. And this is about Summer Wind. Have you ever heard of Summer Wind? No. Enlighten me. I'm about to. (laughs) (laughs) So Summer Wind, formerly known as Lamont Mansion, is a house that is the subject of what many call urban legends. So today I'm going to tell you the history of Summer Wind, describe some paranormal claims, and tell some personal stories. Ooh. So, Summer Wind is located in the town of Lando Lakes on the edge of West Bay Lake, which it's up north on the border of Wisconsin and Michigan. Okay. And it was an old Victorian-style home. It was built to be a fishing lodge in the early 20th century. In 1916, it was purchased by Robert Patterson Lamont, an executive with the American Steel Foundries Corporation and the future Secretary of Commerce under Herbert Huber. Hoover. it's a tricky name yeah so but you can tell like he's a normal upstanding person not just a kooky person so that part is important yeah okay so the property at the time included 80 acres and the lodge which he would have converted into a mansion with servants quarters 
at that time the mansion was really isolated and hard to get to because lack of roads up north it was just woods and a couple of houses that sounds really ideal for me i want to be so secluded. it is a really peaceful location yeah i want besides for the ghosts well, I mean, they can hang too, <laughs> as long as they're nice. <laughs> so, and the mansion was facing the water, and it had boat access. Oh, yes. Perfect, yes. right? It had three large chimneys, a guest quarters, and a really large basement, and then a building next to it for his servants, which I don't like people having servants. Me but... neither. Okay, according to the legend, the servants reported to Lamont that they heard voices and they had often seen a translucent woman walking down the driveway. Oh my god. Maybe she just wanted to go for a walk. Right. <laughs> let, her, let her go. <laughs> right? Then one night, him and his wife were eating dinner and Lamont hears a rustling by the basement door. Okay. So he grabs his gun and goes to investigate like one does when they hear something in the basement. Absolutely. <laughs> and Lamont reportedly sees an apparition that looks like a man. Mm. And he fires his gun twice into the basement door. And then when others go to investigate, they do not find anything in the basement except for two holes in the oh. basement door. Oh, my God. And then the family moves out and never returns. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh, so they actually, like, were sane about this, and they were like, we're going to keep living this. No. He's Mm. like, when the servants said they saw the ghost, he's like, yeah, okay. Right. Then he saw the ghost, and he's like, I'm done. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, like, a rational decision to make. I'd be like, maybe they want to be my friend, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You don't need any, you don't need ghost friends. No. I don't know. I would prefer not having any ghost friends. (laughs) I guess. Real life friends are probably better. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So then the mansion stood unoccupied for most of the 30s. And then in 1941, it was purchased by the Kiefer family. And the Kiefer family was also using this as a vacation home. Mm. As lots of people do up north. Yeah. You don't always want to be in the woods by yourself. But it's a good place to get away. Yeah. So apparently, Mr. Kiefer did not like the home at all Mm. and tried to avoid even going into it. Oh, Jesus. Then why have the home? I don't know if they bought it without without going in it, like just seeing it. Okay. Maybe. They didn't feel the energy yet. Right. Then one day, Mrs. Kiefer said she no longer felt safe at the property and decided to leave and leave everything behind. Oh, my God. She reportedly told the neighbors that they're welcome to take anything that they wanted, but she would not be held responsible if any harm came to them. Oh. And I don't know what happened that she was like, I'm out. Yeah. But something happened and she's like, I'm done. That seems very drastic. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So then after years of trying to sell the property, it finally sold in the 1960s to Arnold and Ginger Hinshaw, who moved in with their six children. They only lasted here for six months. Oh, jeez. They reported seeing a ghost of a woman floating back and forth past the French doors leading off of the dining room, seeing vague shapes and shadows flickering throughout the hallways, claimed to hear muffled voices in empty rooms, and when they would walk around the house, the noises would stop. Ugh. Yeah. So Arnold even nailed the windows shut because he said they were opening on their own. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
the hot water heater and the water pump would stop working and then start working before the service man could get there. Oh. So it was just stopping and starting. And one of the children allegedly found a skull with black hair in a crawl space during renovations. That is where I, okay, I would have drawn the line way sooner (laughs) than that, but that is like, I'm out of here. Yeah. However, this was never reported to the police, so who knows? Oh, geez. This this part, for some reason, is the scariest to me. Okay. Arnold would stay up all night playing the organ. All night. Uh, Arnold would stay up all night to play the organ. Eventually not even going to work anymore. He said Just this, to play the organ? He said the spirits had instructed him to play or something terrible was going to happen. <gasps> oh. So he wasn't even going to bed. Oh, that is so creepy. He would end up having a nervous breakdown and being hospitalized within six months of living there. And his wife, Ginger, ended up contemplating suicide mm. and she moved out to go live with her parents. Oh, my God. That's horrific. Mm-hmm. And then the property was sold back to the Kiefer family. I don't know why they took it back. Oh, my God. You should have just seen my face. But then they sold it to Ginger Hinshaw's dad. Oh. I don't know. Raymond Van Bober. Raymond Van Bober came to live at the property, and he's the one that began calling it Summerwind. Oh. He wanted to renovate the mansion and turn it into a bed and breakfast. Oh, I like, like that. Let's have a bed and breakfast with a side of ghosts. Right. Was he aware of the ghosts? Oh, I mean, his son-in-law went mad. So I don't know if he just thought his son-in-law was, like, weak. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> he's the like, 60s. I can handle these goddamn ghosts. <laughs> he's <probably> like... <laughs> She married a punk. Can't even deal with some ghosts. Right. These measly ghosts? Yeah. These ones? So he began his renovations, but then his workers began complaining about their tools disappearing and reappearing in different rooms while they were working. Wow. Then the rooms began changing dimensions on a daily basis. No. And this put an end to renovations because no one would work there. Absolutely not. Like, you leave and you come back and the room is a different size. <sighs> How do you work? I thought you were talking about, like, dimensions of the world. No, they're actually changing size. Oh, size. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because then how do you how do you build? You can't. Yeah, you can't do anything. The ghosts keep throwing the tools in the kitchen while you're trying to do the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, you- really didn't want them to do anything to that house. No, they're like, leave my house alone. Why are you here? Oh, my God. Yep. So, in 1979, Bober, writing under the pen name of Wolfgang Van Bober, wrote a book called The Carver Effect, a paranormal experience in which he claimed the mansion was haunted by the 18th century explorer Jonathan Carver. According to Bober's story, the property was often unoccupied due to alleged supernatural activity and that the Hinshaws could not get workers to enter the home to do any kind of remodeling. But his neighbors disagreed. They said he never lived in the mansion. He never spent a night in it. He lived in a trailer on the property. Oh. So I'm like, okay, if he did believe the house was haunted, living on a trailer outside seems reasonable. Yeah, it does. But I'm not sure who he thought was going to stay at his bed and breakfast if he couldn't go inside. Yeah, I would return. I would have my money returned <laughs> yeah. so fast. Like, tell the keepers to take it back for the third time. <laughs> right. Like, he, I, this is just yours now. <laughs> Forever. At least two previous residents reportedly denied the claims that the house was haunted. Hmm. And locals claim the haunting stories didn't begin until his book was published. Oh. So who knows? 
But then in 1980, Life magazine published a story and included Summerwind among terrifying tales of nine haunted houses, hmm. which this article spread the supernatural tales that were originally in Bulber's book. And according to the author of that article, uh, locals never believed the home was haunted, and they were dismayed when the home became like a supernatural tourist attraction. Yeah. So I don't know if they really didn't believe it was haunted, or they're like, we don't want all these random people in our quiet area. I I mean, that's valid. The, (laughs) The latter is very valid but i mean they never experience them experience it for themselves so maybe they were like all oh, these people are weird that could be then in 1986 harold tracy purchased the home as an anniversary present for his wife babs oh my god i love that and babs i know i was like babs is the cutest name. all these names are so cute babs and ginger yeah super cute they are and i was wondering i couldn't figure it out but i was like did Babs know the house was haunted, and that's why she wanted it. She's like, get me a haunted house for my anniversary. I love Babs. Yeah. In my <laughs> mind, she just loved the ghost, and right. she just wanted her own haunted house. She just wanted to be edgy, and she was edgy. She was, like, walking around with her gown and her long cigarette. Oh, I love that, yeah. <laughs> Even though it was 1986, and in my mind, she's, like, from the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> So then on June, I don't know if they ever lived there, though. That's all I have for them. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Then on June 19th, 1988, the mansion was struck by lightning and burned to the ground. The local media reported the fire was caused by a lightning strike, but others disputed this account. Hmm. As it is with many abandoned buildings, the home had been surrounded by lots of vegetation. Mm -hmm. Like, there's tons of overgrowth. Right. Yet none of it burned. Yeah. Plus, the mansion still had functioning lightning rods. I don't know how lightning rods work. Do you? What do you mean, lightning rods? This is some kind of safety thing from lightning. I don't know. Oh. So uh, the lightning goes somewhere besides burning the house down? Oh, I see. I didn't even know that was a thing. I I don't know how it works. No, me neither. I probably should have looked it up. We can ask my (laughs) husband. He's an electrician. He should know this. Okay. Ask him if... (laughs) If there's lightning rods at the house, can still get struck by lightning and burn down. Okay. <laughs> Will do. One local resident that was interviewed by the paranormal investigators of a Milwaukee team claims that the fire marshal sent a letter to the neighbors warning that the property was condemned as unsafe and that it was going to be burned by the fire department. Oh, that's extreme. Because the city had asked if they could burn the house down oh. a few years before this. And they are like, no, it's a private property. We right. can't just burn it down. Right. For what? Yeah. The ghosts? For those things? Like, there's no ghosts, but can we just burn this house down? <laughs> right. Somebody's not telling something. Yeah, it's not adding up here. Yeah. So today, only some of the stone structures remain. Two of the three majestic chimneys, the foundation, the basement, the stone arches facing the lake, and the stairways leading to the main entrance of the mansion are still there. Wow. So... I'm going to go into the different claims that I talked about and some possible explanations for the doubters. Okay. So back in the Victorian area, area, era, <laughs> spiritual <laughs> sessions with mediums were very popular. Ooh. I didn't know that. I was yeah. like, this is fun. Yeah. To the point that many had parlors in their home just for that purpose. For mediums? Yeah. For mediums to come and talk to spirits. That's awesome. I know. Why don't we have that anymore? 
I, I don't know. We're like losing all the coolness from right? back then. I want a house with a room for a medium to come. Yeah, me too. I want a parlor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was widely accepted at this time that the spirits would cross from the spirit world into the earthly world and communicate with the mediums. Okay. Like all the rich and educated people believe this. Oh. Yeah. And non-believers often have explanations for hauntings. And this case is no different. Many believe that Mr. Lamont was already paranoid from his staff's sighting of ghosts and that when he went to the basement, he was most likely carrying a candle or a lantern for light because electricity wasn't very common. And if they did have it, it probably wasn't throughout the entire house. Okay. So doubters believe that the flickering from the light source could have cast shadows that Lamont's already being like in a heightened oh. state of anxiety could have thought was a person or an apparition. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. As for the skull in the wall, doubters believe it could have been a furry animal that the Hinshaw's daughter touched when she reached her hand in the hole. The reason that people doubt the claim about the skull the most is the fact that the family didn't contact police. It was 1969. They're like contacting the police was common. But when you're all the way out there, I don't know if it really is. They probably were like, we're leaving this alone. Yeah, like, I don't want to deal with it. What if they think it was me? Right. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. So, I don't know. I still believe there's a skull in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and as for the constant organ playing, doubters believe this was caused by Arnold having OCD. And that the longer Arnold played, instead of sleeping, the worse his symptoms could have gotten. And the fact that Arnold ended up needing psychiatric treatment, they believe, backs up their claims. Yeah, but OCD doesn't make you just play the organ all hours of the night yeah that doesn't that doesn't mean that yeah it's so I, I don't know i feel like if he was being haunted that would also lead to a psychiatric breakdown yeah I, yeah i mean if <laughs> like, I, I was forced to play playing, the organ the yeah. organ of all instruments yeah yeah might as well just be like the harp or something something super random but yeah yeah like if i was being forced by some entity to play this this instrument all hours of the night not sleeping obviously anybody wouldn't have a mental breakdown yeah i want to know where the organ came from too i didn't find that information was either. it brought there was it like was, was it, it always there was it always there did it magically appear i'm gonna go with that <laughs> it was always there yeah and as for ginger she was raising six kids alone in the middle of the woods mm. so her feeling lonely and thinking her husband had lost his mind could definitely lead to her having some suicidal ideation oh, yeah so, for sure even if she wasn't haunted i understand her being like i can't do this anymore yeah but i'm glad she decided to go home to her parents yeah me too and then for the rooms changing in sizes this explanation is so dumb to me okay they said carpenters apparently have different methods for measuring things. What? Yeah, they should all have car- one method. Yeah, I was like, what? Don't That's- we just use a tape measure? Yeah, I don't know what you do, but it should always be the same thing. Yeah, they're like the different contractors using different methods of measuring is what made the room sizes seem different. I'm like, no, no, no you just don't have an explanation. Right, that was a reach. Yeah. So then. Uh, there was also a report from two teen girls of seeing the lady in white. Oh. They report that they were out canoeing on the lake, and they saw the lady waving to them from the shore. 
and beckoning them to the mansion. Mm-mm. And they decided to follow her. No. I would have to. Would you? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then they followed her to the house. And when they got into the house, she disappeared. And the girls got scared and ran. Yeah, absolutely. Don't go around following women in white dresses. <laughs> But then they decide to investigate another day. Oh, my God. And they canoe back to the property. Oh. Like, these are some young goths. <laughs> yeah. I want to see a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so they again saw the lady in white, but this time she waved them away. Oh. So they did not approach the house. That is so weird. Yeah. But later, someone else in the area reported that an old woman servant had been threatening the other staff with violence and that's supposed to somehow be the explanation for the lady in white no no i don't think so either so the paranormal investigators of milwaukee team was not able to record any paranormal activity when they investigated but they cited many problems with outdoor paranormal investigations like the wind and the weather animals and bugs sound echoing off the lake Hmm. sound of all the other people there no. like it's not a controlled environment like when you're inside of somebody's house investigating right and i also feel like they probably went during the day mm-hmm. i don't think the ghosts are active during the day i think they're nocturnal yeah i think so too <laughs> they may need a recharge during the day and then they're like yeah. i'm ready to party now at night yeah i think so that's what i would do if i was a ghost yeah so I'll, now i'll tell some stories okay. that i know so, I used to go to Summerwind regularly. You? Yeah. What? Yes. Okay, tell me all about it. Because it's a go-to spot for teens up north. Is it? It is. Okay. I've never heard of this. Especially baby witch teens. <laughs> <laughs> I so, love baby witch teens. Yeah, I was definitely a baby witch teen. <laughs> so, I don't have any doubts that Summerwind is haunted. Like, I believe for sure it is haunted. I've heard the sounds. I've seen apparitions. Oh, my God. And I don't know who it was or why they were there because I was too young to really be like, hey, what you doing here? Yeah. I was just like, did that really just happen? So when you say you've seen apparitions, like what what did you see? Just like a white translucent person like they saw. Yeah, and you just hear, like, a lot of weird moaning and stuff. Ew. But people are always like, oh, it's the wind and it's the lake. No, and the, the wind doesn't moan like that. No. So this is going to be a scary story. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to strap in. One of the scariest stories is about my best friend. She's been my best friend since high school. Her name is Cassidy. Okay. She was pulled through the ground (gasps) no by some unseen force what do you mean pull through the ground i'm gonna tell you okay so now i know people are probably not gonna believe this story because we've told people this story before and they're like yeah okay yeah so we barely believe it happened and we were there okay since the house burned down like i said it's just foundations and chimney Mm -hmm. and the foundation was built very thick back in the day okay so it's a few feet so we used to walk along the edge of the foundation for what reason i'm not really sure like i don't know if we wanted to see if we were gonna get knocked into the basement or like what we were doing yeah but teenagers don't have any common sense right (laughs) so everyone was walking around fine and then all of a sudden Cassie was screaming for help oh my god she had been pulled into some kind of hole that no one else had seen when they walked through 
And at the time, she was like 100 pounds, and it took four people to pull her out. And oh. she felt like somebody was pulling her down and like holding her. She oh. said she felt all this weight on her. Oh. I asked her about it today. Like, could you refresh my memory to make sure like I have your version of your story correct? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, it just was so heavy, like the feeling. And then when she got out, there were claw marks all over <gasps> her. And she was swollen and sore for days after no. that. Yeah. And then one of the people who had helped pull her out, when he went to leave, his car wouldn't move. Like, it was on ice, but it was summer and the ground was dry. What? Yeah. The ghost was like, fuck you. I was trying to keep her. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And then there have been many teens who try to take bricks with them. Okay. Like, bricks from the foundation or whatever. Oh, I see. And then when they try to leave, their cars won't start. Oh. And then you throw the brick out, and then you can leave. That's so weird. Or if they did end up being able to take a brick with them, they would end up feeling like they are cursed until they brought it back to the mansion. Yeah, why would you even want that? I'd feel like... I don't know. Really? I, I was always like, don't take anything yeah. with you or you can't come in my car. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> fair. And then when I was 16, I was working at a bar and grill, and I was working with some college kids, and mm-hmm. one day the guy was like, oh, what, what do you plan on doing this weekend? And I was like, oh, I'm going to summer wind, and he's like, no. Oh. Don't do that. And I was oh. like, why? I'm not scared of ghosts. <laughs> you're like, you're a <laughs> man. You can't tell me anything. old badass self. Like, I'm not scared of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in true goth fashion, I loved all the creepy things. Yeah. <laughs> He then went on to explain how he was at a party there when he was younger, and he saw a girl get possessed. Oh. Everyone thought that she was just playing at first, but she ended up being admitted to a psychiatric (gasps) hospital, just as Arnold had. Oh, God. And then there are rumors that an exorcism followed, but I'm not sure if that happened or not. Oh. Yeah. So I had heard all these stories, like the stories that I told in the beginning. Yeah. I'd heard these stories, but it was, like, a much more traumatic version of the stories. Like, the urban legend part would be, like, one of the parents killed a kid and put them in the wall, and that's whose skull it was. And, like, all the stories got amplified. Right. Yeah. So, I don't really know who haunts the mansion. Yeah. I don't know if it's John Carver or Mm -hmm. whatever. There's definitely a woman there. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know where she came from. Right. But I do know that the spirits are most active late at night, like we said. I think right. they're nocturnal. Mm-hmm. And I think they behave differently depending on who's there and, like, what kind of energy they have. Oh. Because when I went there with my, like, louder party friends, yeah. then the spirits were more chaotic. Oh. But when I went with, like, my chill witchy friends, yeah. it was more peaceful. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. But you could still feel the spirits around, but it was, like, a <sighs> peaceful energy versus if you went there with people, you could tell they didn't want them there. Oh, my God. What if it's, like, the ground? The ground that it's built upon? It could be. And they had some people come out and see if there's, like, some Native American burial grounds. Yep. But they decided it was undetermined. They couldn't figure it out or not. But it is up north, so that would be logical to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's been haunted since it's been occupied. Right, yeah. Some shit went down there. Yeah, I'm thinking it's the ground. Yeah. Oh. That's really disturbing. Yeah, it is. You know, you but it used to be my favorite thing to do. <laughs> no, I feel you. Yeah, I actually have like a mini story. It happened 
like downtown Appleton, there there is a lot of like green area, mm-hmm. um, kind of by like the Lawrence. Um, okay. Yeah, so I was there also with my like hippie witchy friends in high school, and mm-hmm. it was like I want to say eleven, and we were just like in a patch of like green grass, and there was just trees surrounding us and we walked there for i I don't know took us 20 minutes to get there and we were finally there and we're smoking doing like high school shit Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we heard a baby crying a baby crying by itself couldn't see it but it was just like hysterically crying and all of a sudden it got louder and louder and i was just like i gotta get out of here and we all started running and then when we got back to like where there was lights and there was like buildings again Mm -hmm. like we all felt okay but it was so weird that is so weird yeah and it was like it was getting closer but we couldn't see anything that's crazy baby ghosts are the scariest for some reason oh yeah kid ghosts i don't fuck with yeah Mm -mm. you never know what they're gonna do no absolutely not that's super creepy yep yeah all right. Got anything else today? Mm, so I re-listened. So I listened to our episodes, not out of vanity. <laughs> Who cares if it is out right. of vanity? <laughs> like ten percent vanity. The rest is me critiquing, critiquing myself and like note taking. So okay, there. Um. So I was listening to the last one, and one time I said "sick" instead of "seek." So I did want to apologize about that, but. Okay. I did my best, and yeah. it wasn't intentional at all, so I just wanted to say that. Okay. Yeah. And then make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, mm-hmm. yeah. reviewing. Yeah. Following, Um, we have an Instagram page, and then we also now have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, also following us on Facebook. Yeah. That's really yeah, helpful. Yeah, we don't have as many people on Instagram as we do on Facebook. So go follow us on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We do um, all sorts of things on Instagram. So. Yeah, we'll share pictures related mm-hmm. to our episodes. Yeah. Uh, the more people that follow us, the more we'll post. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, be safe. Uh, look out for the ghosts. And look out for that guy that's been texting you for months on end. Yeah. Block him and tell your mom. Yeah. Yeah, call your mom. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Call your mom. As long as your mom is decent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if she's not, then don't call her. Yeah. Okay, we All love right. you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. All the Sins of Wisconsin was written, recorded, edited, and produced by Fallon and Mims. Thank you so much to all of our listeners, supporters, friends, and family that continually allow us to do what we love. If you love our show as much as we love you, please give us a glowing rating and review. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see what we are up to and email us your sinner tales at allthesinsofwi at gmail.com. Episodes of All the Sins of Wisconsin are available for free wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't Don't forget, forget, we we love you. you.